is the Room Now podcast. I'm Dr. Jack Cush. It is the 20th of November, 2020, the week before Thanksgiving. Hope you're doing well. In this edition of the podcast, we'll review a few more items from the ACR and maybe review how you can take in more ACR content in case you missed it the first time around. Two things we didn't really discuss at the meeting were abstracts concerning the Shingrix vaccine or the herpes zoster subunit vaccine. This is a new recombinant vaccine, two injections given two to six months apart. Been tremendously successful. It's about 90 plus percent effective in all age groups. Um, It's even effective when you give it just as one shot. But the question is, is it a problem in our patients, rheumatoid, lupus, doesn't really matter, who have autoimmune disease, inflammatory diseases, but now this particular inactive vaccine um, has an adjuvant, and the adjuvant is in, increases its efficacy and durability. Uh, um, but would the adjuvant possibly make autoimmune disease uh, a problem, or flare, and, and or get worse? You know, last year we had two abstracts from ACR 2019, one from Tennessee, one from um, the Brigham where they talked about cohorts of their patients who received the vaccine really with very, very low flare rates. I mean, much lower than you might have expected. I think it was single digit in both studies. So now we have a study from the Cleveland Clinic. Um, And this particular study for the Cleveland Clinic abstract 0452 um, studied their cohort of immune-mediated inflammatory diseases, your rheumatic disease patients, 622 of them, who went on to receive the recombinant zoster vaccine as part of their therapy. Um, And they didn't specify specifically which therapies they were on in this particular study. So here, um, the patients received their two injections. They followed them on an average for 36 weeks. Um, The average age was 67 years old. Um, And they had a number of them who had actually had a flare. I think it was a total of 59 patients or uh, 16% who had a flare of their disease activity, which was loosely defined. But um, in their patients, actually it was 59 of 359 uh, IMID patients, um, most of those occurring within the first month, um, they were a little bit more frequent with the first injection of the Shingrix vaccine than the second. Um, none of them were particularly severe. Uh, they did note that uh, patients who were on steroids were twice as likely to have flares after having received the recombinant zoster vaccine. So while it seemed safe, um, there is a moderate risk of flare following the vaccination, especially in patients on glucocorticoids. I don't know if that's a, a sort of a happenstance kind of observation or whether being on steroids makes it more likely. Uh, you would think that being on steroids might make flare of activity less likely. But it's interesting to note, and you should note when you're advising your patients, there is a chance that their arthritis or lupus could in fact flare. Another interesting abstract, abstract 1997 and also late-breaking 04, dealt with the issue of being on tofacitinib and receiving vaccination. First, if you were on tofacitinib and in the drug development trials, Dr. Kevin Winthrop reported what happened if you received the influenza vaccine. And in their many, many thousands of patients, they found almost 8,000 who received the influenza vaccine, but very few of them developed influenza, only 6%. Um, And then even fewer of those had severe influenza events, less than 2%. 
either had hospitalization or were characterized as a serious uh, episode. The point being that it looks like uh, you can safely receive the influenza vaccination um, if you're on tofacitinib, presumably on other JAK inhibitors, and that's all good news. But wait, then there's abstract 1997, um, a study of what happens as far as immune responses to the vaccine in 40 rheumatoid arthritis patients and 20 controls. They gave the two-shot vaccine and they showed that the adjuvant uh, zoster subunit vaccine was well tolerated uh, and all of the controls had a good um, immunologic response to the vaccine and as did the patients with rheumatoid arthritis on the Janus kinase inhibitor. However, 25% of people on TOFA did not have a good response, suggesting, oops, maybe in a quarter we need to do something different like we do with methotrexate. What's the story with methotrexate? As you know, with all biologics, there is really no effect on vaccination, um, and meaning TNF inhibitors, IL-6 inhibitors, uh, even the JAK inhibitors, when they study this against influenza uh, and um, uh, the pneumonia vaccines, um, they've done very, very well. The drugs that consistently cause problems with vaccination is methotrexate and rituximab. So rituximab makes sense. You're knocking out B cells. Methotrexate, not so much, but it's been consistently shown. So two years ago, we had the plenary session um, that showed that if you held methotrexate for two weeks when you gave the influenza vaccination, you had the best vaccine responses and also no flares of rheumatoid arthritis or very low risk of flares of rheumatoid arthritis. So that's become the convention in my clinic and hopefully in your clinic when you're using um, the influenza vaccine and giving it to people on methotrexate. Give the shot, tell them hold methotrexate two weeks, then resume it, no, no questions asked. We don't do that with any other drugs. The question is, with this result of 25% of people on tofacitinib not having a good response to the uh, herpes zoster subunit vaccine, should you be holding tofacitinib when you give that vaccine? There's no good evidence. That's not what the study was set out to prove, but it certainly begs the question, maybe you should stop. You know, if you stop the Janus kinase inhibitor, they all get better quick, they all get worse quick. These drugs are fairly fast acting, like two weeks. Being off the drug for two weeks, people could flare. So I'm thinking maybe I should hold the, um, the, the tofacitinib in people who are going to get the Shingrix vaccine. The problem is that I don't give the Shingrix vaccine to my clinic. Uh, I send them out to the pharmacy and they get it there. But right now I'm going to play with that a little bit, but I really want to see research. The companies that sponsor these products should be doing research on this particular issue to help us better manage our patients. Um, those are the only two abstracts we're going to cover today. I want to tell you that Room Now has got a ton of content up on our website. Up on, and uh, you can go on the website and navigate to our ACR uh, homepage where we've got a bazillion tweets, um, 160 videos, um, I don't know, 20-something podcasts that you can learn from. If you want to consume the ACR after the ACR because you didn't get around to it, actually, you know, a healthy number of you, more than ha almost half of you didn't take time off during ACR, meaning that you kept working and tried to consume content, you could do it in a few ways. Number one, you could sign up for topic reports, and many of you did, meaning go to your, your website, your profile, and sign up to receive a weekly email. You'll get a big download of all the ACR content on the thing that you're interested in. If you're a gout guy, click the gout box, etc. The second thing is you should probably look at the Rheumatology Roundup. Artie Kavanaugh and I did Rheumatology Roundup. It's on our website. It's on the podcast. 
That's kind of interesting. There are also a number of videos and podcasts that are on specific topics like psoriatic arthritis and auto-inflammatory disease. You're going to see some new podcasts next week that are specifically devoted to a few main areas. So it'll be a podcast from ACR on psoriatic arthritis, another one on spondoarthritis, another one on RA, auto-inflammatory disease, and biologics, etc. Look for those. Those might be nice ways of consuming the content even though you were not able to attend the meeting. That's it for this week. You can go to our website and click on some of these links to learn more. Uh, we'll be off next week, the Friday after Thanksgiving, and we'll see you back in early January. No, December. Um, we're not, we're not going to be off for a month. And uh, we'll see you in early December. Be safe. Wear the mask. Enjoy.